The University of Georgia Griffin campus invites you to join us for news and information about the many and varied programs and activities at the UGA Griffin campus. Information about gardening, the agriculture programs, and your UGA degree at the University of Georgia Griffin campus. Your UGA degree is closer than you think. This program is made possible by Frank and Karen Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors. Listen each Thursday at 9 o'clock a.m. for the UGA Griffin Campus News. This program is produced by WKU AM 1450 and 102.3 FM and The Rock 88.9 FM and streamed live on our website, wkuradio.com. Join us now with our guests from the UGA Griffin Campus. And good morning and welcome to this week's installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News being conducted remotely today. We are joined on the telephone today by Melissa Gordon. She is the Assistance Director of Academic Affairs on the University of Georgia Griffin Campus. And joining her in her office confines are a couple of graduating students, one that graduated in the spring, Isabel Rutledge, and Dusty Burnham, who is going to be graduating just a little bit later on this summer. Ladies, welcome to the program. And let's just start things off the way we always do with a little bit of background information about our guest Melissa you've done this so many times hopefully you have come something come up with something novel to talk about in your introduction Carolyn Harris um, okay we will How, have we talked about when I when I worked for the circus have we have we gone there before that is an entirely new information to me okay because it's new to me too because I never have but it sounds like a great idea so maybe that's in my future well, then that, that's it. But uh, <laughs> you have been with the University of Georgia now working on four years? Um, yeah, I guess so. I'm at three and a half. Yeah, January will be four. Yes, I've been at UGA now for four years. Um, came here from Southern Crescent where I worked for quite a while. Um, I'm actually, um, I don't know if we've talked about it, I'm currently a UGA student. I decided, you know, that in my old age, it would be a smart thing to see if old dogs could do, learn new tricks. So I jumped into that pool, and I'm currently working on my EdD and Workforce Ed and really exercising my brain. So that's, that's what's new with me right now. Now, how does that help you relate? Do you relate even more now to the students now that you're back in the academic setting yourself? Um, yeah, I think think so there's you know there've been a couple of aha moments that I've been that I've realized some perspectives of the students that that have been helpful and hopefully can help change the experience a little bit well now we'll, we'll talk to our students and we'll just go in alphabetical order Dusty Burnham would you please tell our listeners who are tuning in for the very first time to the UGA Griffin Campus News a little bit about yourself hey I'm so happy to be back today for the second time on this radio show um, I grew up in Sonoya, Georgia. I did my associate's degree at Georgia Military College, and I'm currently doing my last three classes at the University of Georgia for my Terry degree. I'm married uh, for two years. I currently live in Athens, so I drove a good good way down here to Griffin, Georgia to do this radio show for you, Tony. Well, that, that, that's odd because, you know, most people, we talk about how people don't want to make the drive from Griffin to Athens, and it's so convenient that we have a, a University of Georgia location right in our own community, and you have decided, Dusty, to take an entirely different tact. I sure have. I did my degree down here, and then moved right back to hometown Athens. So Now, upon your graduation, will you go back to Athens and, and further your studies on the main campus? I'm planning to do my master's program on the Lawrenceville campus for the Industrial Operational Psychology program. 
So that's going to um, – I'm going to get a little bit of every campus, honestly. Well, yeah, you're, you're really making the rounds, that's for sure. Just go to Buckhead and Tifton, and I think you'll have everything covered. Now let's bring, let's bring Isabel Rutledge into the conversation. Isabel, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yes, thank you. I'm so happy to be back today. So I graduated in 2018 with my associate's degree at Southern Crescent Technical College in Consumer Economics. And I immediately transferred here as soon as they allowed me to. I had to wait uh, a year after I graduated high school uh, before they would admit me. But now I'm a double major in consumer economics and general business. Now, what do you plan to do with your double dog degrees down the line? Now, I mean, especially now that you've completed your coursework. Yes. So right now I am applying to all types of jobs at the University of Georgia at Athens as well as uh, extension jobs as well, and then I'm hoping to continue my education. I'm waiting actually this week to hear back from University of Georgia Athens to see if I get accepted into consumer analytics semester program they have there, but I've also been accepted into Texas Tech uh, Master of Family Consumer Science Education program online. So how do you feel about the possibility of living in Lubbock and having, as they say at Texas Tech, guns up? No, it'll actually just be online. So I want to uh, move to Texas, but I will uh, support in ways I can. <laughs> but I'm always a University of Georgia Bulldog. Well, that, that makes good sense. Uh, okay, well, now let's ask our students before we get to Melissa, because we, we've got some deadlines coming up in the not-too-distant future for students and information they need to know. But in, in talking to our students, you know, what was the graduation experience like for you, Isabel? It was one of the best graduation experiences ever. I, this was my third one, and comparing it to Athens, it was a lot uh, more intimate. We get to lay our bricks here, so our name will forever be on this campus, and we really get to make an impact. Now, we can bring our children and our grandkids back one day and say, hey, look, that's my uh, name with my brick that I graduated here. And, uh, you know, were you able to bring family in now that some of the, the pandemic restrictions have been lifted, and does that make it more special? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, I was able, we had three, I think we were allowed three at that time. Well, you know, you try to surf the crowd for your family members in Sanford Stadium. I'm sure it's an entirely different experience doing it in a more intimate setting, as you said, here on the Griffin campus. Absolutely. I actually, I did both graduations. I went up to UGA in Athens on Saturday, and it was it was crowded. <laughs> it was an overwhelming experience, especially compared to here. Well, we have to ask about the long-standing tradition of the arch on the on the Athens campus. Did you get your picture? Did you walk under it and have your picture taken as you did so? I did not. That's still on my bu bucket list. <laughs> we really uh, went for the graduation and then we left. <laughs> Well, with that kind of crowd, I can't say that I blame you, but Dusty, yes. you know, you're going to be taking your final three. What are your final three classes that you need to, to complete your degree here on the Griffin campus? Actually, um, so the first one is a religion course. It's Christianity and Islam and um, um, another, uh, Judaism. And <laughs> That just sounds interesting all on its own. Forget the college credit. That just seems kind of neat all on its own. 
So it's lots of reading different scriptures and different ways that you can perceive them. It's actually really interesting. It's a little accelerated since it is a summer course, but the other two are consumer buyer behavior, which is also proving to be very interesting how people buy and why they buy and if it's a good idea and if it's not a good idea. And then the third one I have to take is risk management and insurance, and that one is proving to be a little bit difficult because I just my brain just doesn't work that way. So I'm looking forward to the next six weeks, and hopefully I'll be able to take that picture under the arch. I didn't take it when I did walk a little earlier this semester. Like, I walked in May, but I did not go and take my picture because I didn't want to jinx that because I, I wanted to graduate. So I'll... We'll walk under that arch and get that picture after I get my diploma. Just be safe. Now, I want you both to answer this following question. And we, we touched on this the last time you ladies were here in studio. But, you know, for our listeners at home who are on their summer breaks or, you know, maybe entering college for the first time, what factors led you to the University of Georgia Griffin campus upon completion of your associate degrees? So what really led me here was to get a UGA degree that was close to my home and that as well as the low uh, student-faculty uh, ratios. Most of my uh, classes I had four or five other classmates in. My instructors had my cell phone number. They would call and check in on me. So it's more, you're actually a student. It, you're more than just a number than you would be at Athens or maybe some other institutions as well. That same goes for me because I came from a small universe or like college, Georgia Military College, and to go into another small college, that's really where I saw that I fit in the most. So that is the one 100% the main reasons why I chose UGA Griffin is because of the family feel and I would be able to make more personal connections down here than at any other university. Well, Melissa, bringing you back in, we just have, you know, got a new crop of graduated high school seniors within the last month at most schools around the state. So that, that gives you plenty of potential students in the not-too-distant future. What would you say to those who are just about to go to college for the very first time if they have an interest eventually in attending the University of Georgia Griffin? Now, Tony, you and I have talked enough times that you already know my answer. Well... There, there are one or two that might not have heard the program before. Yeah, no, um, it is absolutely essential that you get in touch uh, with, with me quickly. Um, we were talking with a group of advisors in Athens just yesterday who advised the pre-professional students, and we had this conversation with them that we actually very often find ourselves talking with high school sophomores, juniors and seniors, um, increasingly we talk to those kids and their parents because if you believe that one of the degrees offered here is going to lead you to the career pathway that you're desiring, you want to talk with us to make sure that, that the dual enrollment credits that you're taking, if you're doing dual enrollment, are ones that are leading um, appropriately to the degree that you uh, intend to seek here at UGA Griffin. Um, so, you know, these two ladies both did the Terry College of Business degree and there are quite a few. There's actually six prerequisites that you need to have um, from another school before you can come here. You know, we've talked about before that you have to have at least those um, 60 transferable semester hours, but with the Terry degree, 
there are some very specific prereqs you need to have. And so making sure you're taking those classes, making sure that the institution that you're attending offers those classes is also important. Um, and we can help you make sure you do that. Um, you know, we're talking Terry right now, but, you know, we can also look at, uh, you know, a number of the other degrees. I've spent a lot of time talking with students. Right now, one of our hot degrees is the biological science degree, which is offered through the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences. You want to talk about some hefty free recs. You know, there's some heavy sciences and some heavy maths that a person needs to have completed before they can transfer to UGA Griffin. So talking with us, letting us create that pathway for you so that you can save time and money, let us do that. And, and you know, it's not a burden to us. It's what we do, and we're happy to help students make sure they get here. And, you know, I'm sitting here looking at Isabel right now, and, I mean, here, I'm, as I'm really thinking about it, how old were you, Isabel, when I first met you? I was 17, so I can really vouch for Miss Melissa when that's she crazy. said call, because <laughs> that's what happened. I called, and I was doing uh, doing dual enrollment classes at the time, and I had to talk with her and make sure that I'm taking the correct one so I can eventually make it here. It's, I think we did run into a couple of hiccups with you, and, um, you know, it's, it, you know, it, if you bear in mind that the intent of another school is not to get you transferred to UGA, okay? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's, that's not their intent. Their intent is to help you work towards your degree. And so the, the courses that they're offering are designed to make sure you're um, advancing towards the degree at that institution. Well, sometimes you may have trouble getting the courses that you need to transfer to UGA because they, they may not be a perfect lineup. And that, that was a case with Isabel. And I remember Isabel, we had to search around and find another school that offered a class. For some reason, I'm thinking it was stat, but it wasn't yes, stat. Was it, it stat? Was statistics. Yeah, we had a hard time getting a statistics class for Isabel so that she could get transferred, and she ended up taking it at another institution. Um, at we, West Georgia, West Georgia Technical, Technical. Technical College. Yeah, she ended up taking it there. Um, but, you know, even things like that, we're here to help you. To We've got contacts with lots of other institutions. We know We know some people. Um, so we can kind of do some searching around and helping you find a good match for you. But um, our whole goal here at UGA Griffin, um, whether it's myself, the program coordinators for each one of these programs, our desire is to make sure that our prospective students get here as quickly and easily and without spending as much time and money as possible. So let us help you. That's what we do. Well, you know, you're not as old as I am. You, you tried to refer no, yourself as old, you know, at the, at the onset of the program, and you're not as old as I am, so I take a little umbrage to that. But I want to ask you a question as a non-traditional student who, you know, had let a few years lapse in your college academic career. How seamless was the transition for you at the University of Georgia Griffin campus, considering you'd worked there and, you know, had life experience and things like that? How, how easy was it for you to get enrolled into UGA Griffin? The, the enrollment process actually was not that bad. Um, there, there were a few things that it opened my eyes to the process. I am in one of the programs that we offer here on the Griffin campus. We have two ED programs um, through the College of Education, that of Student Affairs Leadership and my program, which is Workforce Ed. So it was, it was helpful for me to go through that entire process because I think it allowed me to talk with prospective students um, better and let them know about the hiccups. That, that, I guess that's my word of the day, hiccups. Uh, I'm going to get the hiccups before it's over with. I'm Probably. sure now. But it, it let me kind of uh, see some, some of the pieces, you know, whether it was uh, the timeline or the actual process and issues that may arise with the, the online process. Because as you know, everything's online now. So, so having that familiarity really helped. 
Um, and I think that's another piece to consider. You know, when we're talking non-traditional students, a good chunk of the students here on the UGA Griffin campus are actually non-traditional students. If you really look at what, what do you mean by non-traditional? And so whether we're looking at students who are a little older, like myself, um, you know, most of us coming back for the graduate programs have a little age and experience, or we can better call it wisdom, behind us. But also, our students tend to have families, um, careers, um, are involved in the community. And so, you know, that non-traditional, even for our younger students, um, kind of follow that non-traditional path, too. And so um, that, that, I have no idea where I was going with that, but that was my, 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 my off-the-path beat there for the non-trad. But going back to those of us who have a little age on us, um, I think one thing that's been eye-opening for me is the fact that um, because everything is online now, you know, I finished my master's 25 years ago. Um, we did have this thing called the Internet that was, you know, very early in its infancy at that time. But, you know, the idea of applying for programs, registering for classes, uh, oh, my goodness, ELC, an online platform, that is not the way we operated when I went through grad school the first time, you know. And so having that, that uh, realization that most of my peers that are coming into the programs, um, that that's an issue. It's not that we're not Internet illiterate, you know. We certainly use online platforms for everything we do day to day, but the idea that this is how our education is set up, sometimes it's, it's been, it's been um, a, a good experience to see that I'm not the only one that struggles. And I'm not the only one that has some questions, and so it's allowed us to really streamline some resources, I think, for at least in my particular cohort, it's been very helpful for me to see that I'm not the only one. Well, on your many visits here to the program, and by the way, you are listening to the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News on AM 1450 WKEU 102.3 FM and 88.9 FM The Rock. But getting to the point, you have been on the program many times, and one of the things that you, you consistently stress is for the youngsters and their parents to try to save registration application fees as much as possible and that's one of the reasons you were so adamant that they get a hold of you early were you able to save yourself admissions fees and things like that you know the, the accountability fees and things that you're trying to keep others from avoiding to pay because you knew exactly what to do um no not really I mean, but you didn't, I knew, of course, you didn't apply anywhere else, I would trust. Uh, no, I didn't. I, to be honest, I've actually been looking at this program for many, many years and just decided now was the time I was finally going to do it because I wasn't getting any younger. Um, so, no, I've actually, this, you know, um, this, this particular program is actually number two in the, in the, in the nation. Um, so why would I apply anywhere else? Don't ask me where number one is because I keep meaning to look and I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, hey, I'm at number two and I'm happy there. Um, but, no, Tony, I'm going to ask you something uh, 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 different real quickly. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm getting some messages that people hear music and not us. Ah, well, I... Yeah, that... so I thought I'd let you know that. Okay, well, uh, huh, I, uh, that's odd because I am getting total feedback. I'm getting total response right through the uh, headsets here. Okay. I mean, what I'm getting on my end is, is totally what we're supposed to be getting. Okay. Yeah, and even and I know it's recording properly, so if there is a mistake, we can run this tomorrow or in the future. Okay. And it That's is cool. running just I know, as I know it's our, our, our two guests today have fans. 
And, you know, we want to make sure their fans are, are getting to hear them. Yeah. So I just wanted to let you know because I'm getting messages right now. Oh, well, that is that is highly unfortunate because I do yeah. have all the appropriate buttons pushed down. Huh. I'll, I'll have to see. Well, what, we're going to keep talking and make yes. it real interesting so that when people do listen, they're going to be so excited. I'm gonna say, I'm, gonna I do call. know that the Audacity is recording the program so that we can put this on your podcast a little bit later on, you know, within the next week okay. or so. But uh, as we go... Now, ladies, our students, Dusty Burnham and Isabel Rutledge, why did you pick Griffin over Athens? I mean, Athens has so much to offer in terms of campus life and scenery and just ambiance and, you know, great college town. So why would you pick Griffin over Athens? I really wanted to save money, and I decided to select the uh, most economical way to approach a UGA degree. Of course, I did commute from Stockbridge, Georgia, but I didn't have to worry about room and board. I still stayed at home. And it's really just the family atmosphere. Again, I think Dusty mentioned that earlier in the program, but I've really saved a lot of money, and that's been really beneficial. Graduating uh, with zero student loans has been really Amazing and thankful. All right, you guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to address a technical issue. So talk talks amongst yourself for about 30 seconds and let me jump into another studio. And Dusty, if you would answer that question as well. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of go the same route as Isabel. My family was down here. I already had a full-time job, and I wanted to be able to work full-time at that position so that I could continue to make the money I needed to make to get all that handled in my personal life. So it also allowed me to work my schedule around my 40 hours a week, and I was able to also graduate without any student loan debt, and that was a huge blessing because now I'll be able to move forward after college and be able to purchase things that I would like to purchase, and it won't affect anything. Well, while you work on that, we can keep talking on this end too, Tony, until you interrupt us. No, I've, I've got it. I have got it. it uh, sorry All about right. that. Uh, yeah, something is wrong with the FM station. It's the, if you want Isabella, Isabel and, and Dusty, if you want your friends to listen, tell them to try 102.3 FM. If they're in the immediate vicinity, something is, it seems to be wrong on the 88.9 end of the house, even though the computer has been switched and locked. So Lee Taylor of if the IT department at UGA Griffin, if you're listening, I don't know what's happening there. I'm putting it on our Facebook, too, because I'm getting some private messages, so I'll let people know they can listen there. Yes. But, uh, okay, so now, Dusty, remind me of your, your, I was writing down your major and got interrupted and didn't finish. Remind me of what your major is and what it is you, what kind of fields you can go into with that degree. Yes, so I will graduate this summer with a bachelor's of general business administration from the Terry College of Business. So that will allow me to go in absolutely any direction that I want to. I can go into marketing, I can go into management, I can go into admin, meaning like HR, G, or general manager, something along those lines, because I was able to take a multitude of classes from every aspect of the general business degree. Whereas in Athens, you have to choose which category you want to belong in, whether it be economics or marketing or management, where at the Griffin campus, because we have such a diverse group of professors that have been there and done that in every aspect of their, of their life, 
you're able to take a management course and the next semester you can take a marketing course and you really get to dabble in just a little bit of everything. So because I decided to attend Griffin and do the general business degree, which is only offered on the Griffin campus, you cannot get it on the Athens campus. And you can't get it online anymore either. Only here. Only here yep. at the Griffin campus, yeah. So I made the best decision for me because I will be hopefully HR manager at a large company here in the fall, um, doing some interviews in the next couple months, so hopefully all those go well for me. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to split hairs here, but when it comes to the University of Georgia Griffin campus experience as opposed to Athens, it seems in, in the experience I've had with students over the past 10 years that they truly build lasting friendships as opposed to acquaintances that you generally make on a larger college campus. Have you ladies found that to be the case in your own experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> They're both nodding vigorously. Yes. We, this campus has brought me more friendships than any other season of my life. Um, I graduated with two of my best friends, Haley Biles and Isabel Rutledge, and it is just, it was a blessing that I came here, and it was meant to be. All the doors opened, and we actually are all three going to live as neighbors in the next couple months. Oh. So, that's really awesome. We'll get to be literally one door down from each other. Now, was so that coincidental or was that something that was intentionally planned out well it just kind of happened everybody got green lights and there's a lovely landlord in Athens that's building a little community uh, 20 minutes outside Athens in Comer Georgia and I told her I was like I need you to hold two houses because my best friends are moving up here and she's like you got it so I my neighbor is actually one of my good friends from years ago and then two doors down is Haley and then hopefully three doors down will be Isabel so we'll all That's be so on the same road. <laughs> well, now, all work and, and no play makes Jack a dull boy, so the adage goes. What type of off-campus activities and what is it that you students like to do in what spare time you're afforded when you're not nose-deep in a book or on the computer? So we find ourselves in, um, like, restaurants or something since COVID's over, and we um, will just have a nice dinner. All of us have husbands or boyfriends, so we all go on, like, triple dates and hang out. And now that we're all winding up our college careers, hopefully we'll be able to find new hobbies together and go and actually have fun because we've been working so hard the last four years plus of our life. We're ready for a little bit of relaxation. Right. And then, too, for on campus, we do have the UGA Griffin Ambassadors as well so you can uh, wear a red jacket and we get to plan fun activities here on campus too we had two very successful uh, events this past year we had the uh, movie on halloween and uh -huh. then we had an awesome painting with stash studio here on campus too so it was a really nice event so we've been fortunate to have that and we're looking forward to hopefully this next group of ambassadors will have even more events on campus now that COVID is restrictions are uh, lessening. Well, there is talk of possibly in the future having a, kind of a, a reunion committee, not so much a reunion, but you, you would have a, an association of past graduates. Would something like that interest either of you now that, Isabel, you have your degree and Dusty, you're very rapidly approaching yours? 
Absolutely. Um, in my interview to become an ambassador, that was one of the things that I mentioned is starting a kind of like alumni committee almost to where we can come back and then like see each other and catch up almost like a high school reunion but better. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be able to get that set up here shortly and start a committee so that we can come back in three, four, five years and just catch up and see where everybody's landed. You know, while we're on that, and before I forget, I want to make sure you both know that there's actually something in the work. So oh, when we get hey. off this show, let make sure I connect you okay. with somebody, okay? Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I had heard that that was something that we were trying to, to get together, and I say we with the mouse in my pocket. I say it colloquially. But, yeah, it is my understanding that an alumni association is at least in the planning stages. And, Melissa, how important is that to the overall well-being and attractiveness of the campus, particularly in light of an of a event that you guys had just a few months back with the you brought back a lot of graduates online to help, you know, spell out the importance of the University of Georgia degree, and it, you, people got to see for themselves just what impact, not just in Georgia, but globally, their UGA Griffin degree has brought. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing that, that's most poignant to me is something you asked a minute ago of Dusty and Isabel, and that was of the, uh, the lasting friendships and the impact that being on this campus had on them. And that was something that, you know, I've only, I've only been here three years, so there have been a lot of alumni that I, I don't know. I've heard of a lot of them. I know of a lot of them. But that particular event, our Future U virtual event, brought back together a lot of people from all the way back from 2005 and six when we had our first graduates, our first students here. And to see the, um, the dedication and devotion that those people had or the love that they have for this campus and what it meant to them was just amazing. Um, one of the uh, alumni who participated, who I actually do know well, we won't drop her name yet, we'll get her on the show soon, but uh, she contacted me the very next day and was like, hey, um, I want to I help figure out how to get an alumni association together for, for UGA Griffin um, graduates. And so um, what I'm learning more and more in different phases of my life is to um, delegate. <laughs> and so my response was, that sounds like a great idea. Here's who you need to call in Athens. <laughs> <laughs> and so she did. She took that upon herself. She did a lot of talking. And what we ultimately came up with is that we're, we're sort of coming, to, um, starting with a very um, unofficial alumni group for the campus. Um, but I think that's very fitting of this particular, uh, of our campus, to, to start sort of unofficial and informal. Um, but she's actually working on starting a, a closed Facebook group right now just to sort of get that conversation in motion and to sort of start gathering some of the alumni together. But I think that that, you know, um, somebody said the other day, we need to have a commercial. And I said, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Who watches television? Nobody watches television. What do we do? We're all, on, we're all online all the time. And so taking advantage and really uh, utilizing social media is what we need to do. You know, we need to come into the year 2021, too. And so utilizing uh, social media to, to sort of leverage um, our resources, pull our alumni together, and create platforms for them to talk and to think about what they see as will be beneficial for themselves and for this campus, I think that will be a great tool for us. So I'm looking forward to see where that goes, but it's in its infancy right now. Um, and I will be sharing it with these two ladies so they can 
jump into our closed group that's, that's not exactly um, advertised to everybody yet. Uh, although everybody in radio land now, I guess, knows about it. Yeah, well, so, I was going to say, when you said nobody watches television, huh? evidently somebody listens to the radio because you were made aware of our technical difficulty before even I was. You're right. You're right. But that's radio, not TV. Yeah, well, the, you know... Right. The, if you ever watch a sporting event, and the University of Georgia fans, longtime fans, will be used to this concept where you would watch the game but turn the sound down in order to listen to Larry Munson. You would discover that things on radio happen just a little bit faster than they do on television. With the has to do with the, the distance and the size of the wavelengths of radio waves as opposed to television. So maybe that that's why you knew about it before anybody else. But you know that that's another topic for another day. But you know, Melissa, getting back to some of the obstacles we talked about. You know, are, are most schools in Georgia institutions of higher learning? Are most of them pretty amenable to a transfer to the University of Georgia Griffin campus? I mean, is it fairly seamless? As you mentioned, you know, many schools, they're out to get for you to get your degree at their institution and are not really focused on getting you transferred necessarily into UGA Griffin. But, you know, are there unaccredited universities, you know, the, the kind that you might see during the television commercials that just their credits simply will not transfer to UGA Griffin? Yeah, they exist. Um, I, um, I always, I'm going to go back to my normal statement, call me. Um, okay. If you haven't started taking classes somewhere and, and you're wondering, call me. Uh, we can check and make sure. There are, um, there are some institutions that transferability is an issue. Um, there are courses that are an issue, to, be, to, to really be more specific. Um, but I, I feel like if, if I get too in detail, it almost feels like I'm, I'm using my quotation marks, almost trashing somebody, but I'm not. Um, there, every type of institution has its own purpose, you know, for, for, for education. And so the intent of some institutions may not be that of um, a person um, continuing into a higher levels of education. You know, that, that, that's just not necessarily the intent of, of an institution or a program all the time. So it, it, if, you're, if your end desire is to get a bachelor's degree, or I, I had a student call me the other day who was working on their bachelor's, but she already knew that her goal was to get a Ph.D. in a particular field. If you have an idea of where you're going, and granted, we don't all know where we're going. I still don't know where I'm going, you know, I, you know oh, at, at, tw at 25. <laughs> I love that already. At 25, I'm not sure where I'm going, right? Um, yeah. That, keep it there, Tony. Um, but if you have an idea of what it is you desire to do in life, talk to me um, and, and let us help you make sure that where you are right now is going to be a match going forward. Uh, I've, I've shared this story or these types of stories on here before, but, you know, one of the saddest things I have to do is when a person comes up and people are starting to come in again. People are real. Um, and I have to look in their face and let them know that while they believe they have 60 hours that, and that they can transfer to the University of Georgia, that I have to let them know that of those 60 hours, maybe 10 of them will actually come to UGA. And, you know, for a person to believe that they had been on track to get a psychology degree or a business degree, only to find out that the last 
depending on how they spread their classes out, you know, two, four, six, ten years of their life had been working towards what they thought was going to be a bachelor's degree and only to find out that they still had a number of courses that they had to do. I hate having that conversation. It's sad. And there's an easy way to fix it. Um, don't be afraid to call us. Call me. Email me. Send me a message on Facebook. You know, anyway, get in touch and let's talk about and make sure that you're taking what you need to be taking to get to the goal that you set for yourself. Well, let's bring the students back in. I've got a, you, Melissa just kind of led me into a, a question I'd love to know the answer to from both Dusty Burnham and Isabel Rutledge. You know, is having your degree what you thought it would be, you know, now that you're at the end of your education road, at least for the here and now? And is there anything that can be done as a sort of suggestion box that might can improve the University of Georgia Griffin campus experience? I will say I am exactly where I want to be in my life after attending and after graduating. Um, I I just was posted on Facebook the other day that I have had so many dreams and goals accomplished in the last year that I have had to make new ones. And that is a great accomplishment um, for me and, and my husband both because we're both just tackling things and getting stuff done and it's really great and I wouldn't have been able to do it without his support to get this degree and he he got me through it and now I get to kind of pay some back so I'm thankful I got this degree and I'm where I'm at I I don't really have any suggestions for the UGA Griffin campus because I'm I'm happy with everything I'm glad that I was able to go to GMC and get those 60 hours and transfer over. It was pretty seamlessly for me. I did have one semester where I had to take a course at GMC, but other than that, it was really nice. Yeah. It was everything and more. Um, yeah. Really what Aww. Dusty yeah. said. Where, no. where I am right now, it's, it's kind of hard to believe because I, four years ago, I was 17. So now, I mean, I graduated high school three years ago, and now I'm a UGA grad, and I'm a double major on top of that, and I went to this awesome Griffin campus. Uh, it, it's amazing, and it's hard to believe that it's already, already <laughs> over. over. Yeah. You know. And then as far as the campus, I just would love to see more students yeah. uh, come in. Yes, again, I'm going to uh, say what Miss Melissa's tagline is. Call Miss Melissa Gordon. And that, that, that number is 770-412-4400, by the way. And I don't know if the University of Georgia Griffin campus keeps track of such statistics, but I would dare say that Isabel is probably the youngest graduate on the Griffin campus since it started in 2006. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to probable, imagine. However, <laughs> I think she, her record could get broken soon. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, Actually, I... Uh Uh-oh. No, I... We got argument here. Yeah, I just turned 22 in June. She turned 21 before me, so technically that makes me younger than her. Uh Uh-oh, Dusty just claimed it. (laughs) No. But we may have... We could have an upcoming possible 20-year-old... Yeah, he's um, he's young. Yeah, yeah. Which is he's been broken a lot of records, so (laughs) you need to get him on the radio station. Well, what makes that so amazing is that you do have that one-year removal rule for admittance at the University of Georgia Griffin campus. We do. However, you know, not everyone graduates high school at eighteen. 
Well, that's true, and Isabel was one of those, and I'm assuming that the student we are talking about must must be in that same category. And we also, Tony, um, you know, I've noticed that a, a big attraction to this campus is a lot of homeschool students, too. And yes. so very often we have homeschool students who, who graduate a little early. Um, and then we, we have, obviously, a lot of students who are doing dual enrollment, too. And um, I, without getting into the details, I can't encourage you enough to talk to me because sometimes <laughs> I can find some loopholes in places. But you got to talk to me for me to look for them. Is, has that changed the game for you as the assistance director on the UGA Griffin campus, the, the great proliferation and the ever-increasing number of students who were doing dual enrollment and you're seeing as many as ever getting their associate's degree within the same week they get their high school diplomas? Um, I think, and you know, remember I've been here three years, so it's been during that time that dual enrollment has been hot. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily changed, but what I do notice is that we do talk to a lot of young folks and parents. Um, and I know that it's because of the dual enrollment. So I do have a lot of parents who like to call and, and ask questions about transferability and where their, where their kids should take their dual enrollment and whatnot. So we, we do have a lot of those conversations where when I look at the history of the campus, the average age of the students have has definitely um, well. It, there's a span because we have we have a lot of older students on this campus. But when we look at the the how the young students, and I try to look at how what the youngest what the span of students is every semester, and so that has definitely gotten younger lately. It's also gotten older too. <laughs> but um, when I'm looking at that that low end of the spectrum, um, we're seeing more and more younger students uh, coming in. Where the the you know the the drop off used to be like 21, 22 with our young youngest and now we're looking at 18 17 so yeah <laughs> the, the maturity level of that the people who are interested in the uga griffin campus and i don't mean necessarily just the dual enrollment young people coming into the program but it just seems that as much as any school anywhere the uga griffin campus student is a little more focused and, and goal oriented that you yes. than you see it at many other institutions Yes, absolutely. Um, most of our uh, students, the younger students, are um, they're working. Uh, many of them work on this campus, and in many cases, they're working on this campus um, before they even apply here. Um, you know, we have the Center for Food Safety. We have a number of opportunities, young scholars. So a lot of the students have been acquainted with this campus and really um, have a reason for wanting to come here. Um, and so those younger students generally know. 4-H, yes, thank you, Isabel. Yeah, 4-H, they've, they've got that connection. And so, and it's not easy to get into UGA. I mean, it's, you know, you've, you've got to meet those requirements. And so, yeah, we're typically, even with the younger students, we're finding a mature group. And then the, the grade point average requirement. I always say, I'm going to remember this, and I never do. 2.8. 2.8. It's a 2.8, but you, and when people see that, they're like, oh, that's low. But what you've got to look at is that it's a 2.8 on those 60 transferable hours from your other institution. And those 60 hours are your core courses, which includes your Englishes, your math, all the things that you do and don't like that you have to have in order to finish a college degree. So um, I, I sometimes have people contact me and say, oh, I didn't do so hot in high school. Um, when you see my high school transcripts, you're not going to like it, but I have a 4.0 in college. And my response is, good news, I never asked for your high school transcript. I don't care what you did in high school. The only thing we're looking at when you transfer to UGA is your prior institutions that you attended. Now, that may include dual enrollment when you were in high school, but your high school grades I don't care about. I just care about your, your, um, your grades from your prior college. 
Okay, now the deadline for fall semester, has that come and gone? No. We are looking for our undergraduate transfers. The deadline is July 20th. So if you're looking to transfer here for one of our degrees, including the general business degree, July 20th is our deadline for fall. Um, and also we have some, some senior deadlines coming up for those who may be listening interested in some of our graduate degrees. The Master of Plant Protection and Pest Management, that M-triple-P-M, which is part of our double dog with environmental resource science. For that master's degree, the deadline is coming up on July 1st for fall. And uh, for those who are interested in our math ed graduate degrees, we have the mathematics education K through eight. Uh, we have the educational specialist and the master's in education. That deadline is going to be June 30th. So um, a lot of our phone calls lately have been dealing with the math degree. So, so for those educators who are looking to advance that degree, that deadline's coming up here really quick. So for the graduate students, basically they're looking at a two-week window yeah. and just a little bit greater than a month for those who are going to be trying to apply for the UGA Griffin campus for the very first time as an undergraduate student. Yes, sir. And for those, because we only take students in our doctoral programs um, on, on a different types of cycles, we do have both of those coming up. Um, not right now, but for those people who are wanting to get that packet together for the doctoral program, uh, student affairs leadership deadline is going to be on January the 3rd for the next cohort that they're accepting. Uh, workforce Ed only accepts students every other year, and this upcoming year will be when we accept a new cohort, and that deadline will be March 15th. So if you're looking at either of those programs, um, might want to contact us, visit the website, start working on getting your stuff together for that. And one of the things that we always stress, too, and it's probably the, the greatest asset of the University of Georgia Griffin campus is the one-to-one -one instructor attention you get from the smaller campus sizes. Is this generally true of the graduate programs as well, or do they tend to be just a little bit larger? Yeah. Uh, for the for the graduate program, yes. I'm sorry, I was answering a question on social media. Uh, um, the the graduate programs are a little larger, um, but certainly still not like the Athens program. Um, the majority of our students are graduate students on this campus, right? Uh, and most of our students are actually in those two doctoral programs. In my class, I have 11 people in my class in my cohort. So when you're looking at that and saying, oh yes, it's it's larger. 11 people is still very much manageable. We all know each other. Um, the, um, the math ed program, uh, sometimes she has up to 20 people in some of those classes. Um, and so that's probably the biggest class you would be looking at when you're talking about a, a, you know, a, a big classroom. It would be the math ed program. Now, our undergraduate students, Dusty and Isabel, are there a lot of group projects required to obtain a uni your University of Georgia degree when matriculating on the Griffin campus? Yes, in every class. No. But I will say that when you get put into a group, you know those people, you know how they work, and everyone works the same. Everyone has just as high standards as the next person, and you cannot be left behind because they're going to get it together and they're going to get it rolling and they're going to get it done most of the time like two to three days early and the professors are like oh wow okay didn't need all the time nope we didn't we got it done thank you <laughs> and it's normally an a yes and i was very thankful to have dusty in most of my great projects while i was here at uga griffith I mean, we it just really, really well together it just seems that in a smaller class setting that you know even 
when you're just starting out and getting to know one another, it just seems to me like the peer pressure to perform would be a little bit greater than you might see in, in a larger class setting. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Well, because there's no ducking them at that point. I mean, most groups, and, cause, and I know this because I was one of them in my day, back in the one-room schoolhouse college days, but I was the slacker of the group. I would come up with the idea. I would come up with the idea and say, "Okay, there's your idea, and now go run with it." Yeah, I'm in some of those because my summer classes, every one of them has a group assignment every week. So we get a group and we have to do an assignment every week. And you know what? It's really diff really difficult when you have someone in the group that just doesn't care. And it's like pulling teeth. You you started a group meeting, you're talking to the people, and you're like, hey, has anyone started this doc? No, can you do it? Yeah, I'll just I'll just take it over. But that's Athens, and see, you don't get you don't get that at Griffin. You really you, you know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Now, what so. you said, you Dusty, you mentioned you were going to be going to the Lawrenceville campus in time. What do you anticipate there that you might or might not see on the Griffin campus? I have heard that it's extremely similar, so I'm hoping that it's about the same. I do know it will be an older group of people because they have a lot more requirements. You need to have four years of full-time work, and they only accept people every semester, and it's normally about 10 to 15 people in the class. So it's it's going to be a lot of people... To me, so I'm 22, it's going to be a lot of people in their 40s and 50s that have been there and done that. So I'm going to be a young buck. I'm going to be the baby. So hopefully I can I can stand my ground. Now, what what do you think, and, and I, you know, I'm not trying to pull any heartstrings here, but how difficult was it for each of you to adapt to the coronavirus pandemic? I mean, your, your careers were just one day academically upended and the college experience for you was atypical than somebody that came through three years before or who was likely to come around three years after what was you know what changed for you during that experience and is there anything that you feel that you might have missed out on just human interaction I remember the day that we left because yeah. we all were like all right let's take these you know midterm exams they're like, okay, see you after spring break. Mm -hmm. And then we never saw each other after spring break. And we were like, oh, okay, just guess we're not going back. And then it turned into summer school, and I was like, oh, I don't get to still see my online. friends. Like, still online. And then fall, it was just different, too. So hopefully the, these next round of undergraduates that come in fall, they'll be, they'll be back to normal, and they'll get to experience what we experienced in 2019 when we came in. Well, yeah. Because I started at UGA Griffin the summer of 2019, and then fall of 2019, I was also online. So I really didn't take an in-person course at UGA Griffin until spring 2020, but it lasted three months, and then I went online, and then fall of this last year, I only had classes uh, down here once a week, and then, of course, in the spring. So I really feel like it was stolen Yeah, from it me was a little stolen. bit. Uh, of course, I was always eager to come campus and um, it made my week uh, worthwhile yeah it was something to look forward to when we did finally get to come on campus but coronavirus definitely did steal a lot of a lot of good memories from us being on campus
Well, before we run out of time, I know both you, Isabel Rutledge and Dusty Burham, were UGA Redcoat Ambassadors. What was that experience like? And for the listeners who may be unaware, tell people what that organization is about. So uh, I had the wonderful opportunity to be the president this past year. Of course, uh, I started last fall. So unfortunately, we weren't able to do too much because of COVID, but most of our ambassador meetings were on Zoom. But if you really would like to be involved with on-campus events, um, and get involved with the community. It's really a great program. I, I definitely recommend it. One of my regrets, I don't have a lot in life, but one of my regrets was not becoming an ambassador in the fall of 19. I actually got in it a little late. I had a friend at the time was like, if you do it, I'll do it kind of thing. So I did decide to apply, and I loved that one semester that I was an ambassador. Sadly, because of coronavirus, I didn't get to wear the red coat, but just for a picture. So I do really wish that I could have been more involved in the event because the one event that I was involved in was really a hit, and I just really hate that I wasn't involved for the other year and a half I was obtaining my degree. So that is one thing I would recommend for any undergraduate coming into the fall. Please apply. It is definitely worth your while. It doesn't take up too much of your time, and it really will be worth it. Okay, for both. Yes. Well, that's the, you. You just segued nicely into my next question. Not to put either of you on the spot, but let us imagine that we are filling out a job application. That you have finished your your academic careers and are filling out a job application. What things did you learn about yourself on your days on the UGA Griffin campus that you would put on a job resume? A lot of amazing things. Let me think of some great terms that I can come up with real quick. So we juggled a lot of different meetings, so we can put scheduled accordingly within. So great time management, uh, leadership, leadership skills. skills. We did, you know, self motivating is one that I would. Yeah, community involvement, volunteer experience really looks good on a resume as well. Um, And just that you not only are focusing on your personal life, but also your studies and still sacrificing more of your time to be involved with the university and volunteer just shows how good of a person you are, and it's really great to put on your resume. Now, did both of you work outside of the college experience? I mean, were you working in addition to trying to complete your studies? Yes, I was working full-time, 40 hours a week, if not more and obtained my degree. I did four to five classes a semester, and I haven't stopped since I graduated high school. So, yeah. How understanding is the staff, the, the staff and the faculty, all the professors at UGA Griffin, that you do have to work in addition to trying to complete your degree? If it ever was an issue, they did understand, but me being the student that I am, I got things turned in before it became a problem. So I never really had to worry about that. There was just one issue that it was a personal issue, but they worked with me and said, no problem, I'll extend the date for you. So that was that was really nice. The professors here know that we're all working hard and we, we care a lot. We want this. We're not just, you know, just hanging out, going downtown. We, we are working our butts off and we really, really are. We want this. We're, we're not like a Athens campus, you know. We, we care. 
Well, but we're just about out of time on this week's edition. And again, listen to the podcast that will be put up about the today's program. And we do apologize for the technical difficulties. But since all three of you that are on today's program, Melissa Gordon, Isabel Rutledge, and Dusty Burnham, in a single sentence for each of you, describe the University of Georgia Griffin campus. I'll go first, uh, and I may be stealing it for them. That's why I'm going first. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, student-focused. I think that would, and that's a hyphenated one word, student-focused. Yeah. Oh, you said one sentence? We, I, I one sentence. <laughs> Look, I, I'll, at, this, at this point, we, 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 we're past the need for complete sentences. <laughs> Yay! I would say a family-oriented, student-focused learning experience. That was a lot of hyphens. <laughs> um, you got to come up with something new, Dusty. Uh, amazing. We want to thank you for joining us this week remotely here on the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. If you're just joining us, our guests this week have been Melissa Gordon, the Assistance Director of Academic Affairs on the University of Georgia Griffin Campus. She is often a guest and not nearly so old as she makes believe. We're also been joined by students Dusty Burnham, who is graduating a little bit later on this summer from the UGA Griffin Campus. And a special congratulations to Isabel Rutledge, who just recently got her degree and will be moving on possibly to Texas Tech, but hopefully for her sake, the University of Georgia Athens campus where you can matriculate and continue being solely a dog after earning two degrees this past spring. Ladies, thank you so very much for your time and we wish you best of luck in these future endeavors. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Ladies, take care.